Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hi, guys. It's me, Anna David, the host of Light Hustler. So happy you're listening. Today is one of those uh, episodes that features somebody from the live storytelling show. And spoiler alert, it's me telling a story I had never told before. You know, I definitely do think because I'm I'm kind of sober a while now that I have run out of stories. You know, I'm somebody who's made her life into freaking six books and thousands of stories and my, my life's not that interesting. So I always think I've excavated everything and then I remembered some new stuff that's pretty dark and hilarious. And so I told it in my live show and you get to hear it. And speaking of hearing this show, if you have ever liked it, can I tell you how much it would mean to me if you wrote a review? It means so much. I don't think you know that podcast hosts are deeply insecure, not necessarily, but just really like, like to know that people are listening and like it. It means so much. So um, yeah, or subscribe, subscribe, but a review, God, it means a lot. And, um, and if you send one, you can always, I mean, if you write one, you can always send me um, an email showing me, I read them all, but then I'll know it's you. Uh, Anna at AnnaDavid.com with that let me introduce Anna David. All right, I'm going to bring up our next performer. Anna David is a New York Times selling best as a New York Times best-selling author, journalist, occasional TV talking head, creator of this show, and CEO of the company Light Hustler, which teaches creatives how to share their dark in order to find their light through essays, books, storytelling, and more. Please welcome Anna David. Give it up for Amy Dresner and Kane Holloway and Bucky Sinister. Okay. Okay, so I want to survey the room. Um, who raised your hand if you've ever done cocaine in the city of West Hollywood? Nope, sorry. Oh, good. We turn up the lights. Wait, uh, these little things? Come on. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I like to think. I like the the lights went down. I like to think that there's like this special place reserved in like hell or AA for like those of us who did a lot of cocaine on streets like Sweetser and fucking Flores and Kings Road and all those. And I, okay, so when I was in my late 20s, I had a totally normal life if you were like a gay man in his very early 20s who was addicted to drugs because... 
I don't know. Do you know that thing when you just can't find people who, like your age, who like to party, right? Do you know what I mean? And so you're like, well, they do. So I'm going to go hang out with them. And, and them was, we all hung out at my friend, um, I'm going to call him Kevin. He, Kevin had a place on Olive, and we would sit around, and we would, like, do cocaine and talk and not listen to each other and, um, you know, and just do that. And we did that thing, you know, um, you know when you have a code word for the drugs you do? <laughs> Our code word for cocaine was sister. Why? No reason. It was just, we called it sister. And the thing is, you only needed a code word if you went out in public because you'd like be out in public and you're like, you wanna go do some sister or whatever the fuck you'd say. And we didn't really go out in public, we just stayed there so we'd just be like, pass the sister. I mean, it was <laughs> ridiculous. And, and so that's what we were doing. And, but we did sometimes go out. And so this one time, we would go to this party in Hollywood, and Kevin's best friend was this, this woman that we'll call Yanni. And she was fucking gorgeous. And, and so at that point in my life, I had never met a transsexual person, right? Um, and I didn't know that had changed until Yanni and I go, you know, to do coke in the bathroom as, you know, ladies will at a party. And we do the coke, and then she's like, I have to pee, and I see penis. <laughs> and I wasn't, like, shocked so much as confused. I mean, we had been hanging out for, like, a year. And, like, I know cocaine addicts are not known for their listening skills. But surely this had come up at Kevin's apartment. And I just didn't miss it. I mean, she was like... Yeah, um, so so that was that was weird. But um, this is actually this is actually a story about my poor neighbor at the time. But I'm like I gotta paint the picture of all the players. So so okay, it was I did, Kevin and Yanni decided to throw me a birthday party. Is that bar the dime still here? Okay, it, before it was the dime, it was some other bar. So it was like literally right across the street from here. We decided to have a party for me, and I tell all my friends to not bring presents, but to like donate to charity. That's such bullshit. I don't even do that now. I said to them, I said to them, only don't bring a present unless it's drugs. And um, and uh, you know, my friends, they weren't great listeners, and they weren't, you know listening to me at all except for Kevin and Yanni who listened and Kevin comes in and he's like hey so I stole this from my roommate and it's like cocaine and you know I know we do prefer our presents not stolen that is true but I mean you have to be gracious when you accept a gift so I was like oh my god okay let's go do it and so we do that that super classy thing where you just like lay out the lines on the toilet you know that very <laughs> hygienic activity some of us partook in and so we do it and I realize quickly that things are not okay and I know that because I cannot speak at all and then I realize I cannot move and um Kevin and Yanni fine they're just like running around and I'm like I gotta go you know that thing where you're just like I just gotta lie down for a minute or something but there was nowhere to lie down so I went out back um and, and decided to just sort of lie down next to the dumpster you know <laughs> and I just figured you know how that is you think you're just lying down for five minutes and then it's like six hours later but I knew time was passing because I'm lying there and my friends would come out and be like happy birthday Anna <laughs> And I was like, and nobody seemed surprised that I was like spending my birthday like supine next to a dumpster. They were just like, oh, happy birthday. And um, so, okay, so anyway, I learned later that I was in a K-hole. 
oh, some people know about that. I only learned that when Kevin's roommate went to rehab for uh, ketamine. And I'm like, oh, that's what we were doing. So apparently, like, horse tranquilizers or whatever they are, not for me. <laughs> Live and learn. But, um, but I really was, like, barely living and not learning a thing at this point in my life. I was, like, circling the fucking toilet drain of the toilets that we would do cocaine on. And, I, um, and nobody was paying for this more than my neighbor. Those poor neighbors. So Henry was not just my neighbor, we shared a door. So it was like this thing, on Sweetser, where we had our apartments were above the garage. And so there was like a door and a stairway and then our apartments were on either side. And, and you would think, as Henry surely thought, that a stairway was plenty of separation between you and your neighbor. Um, and it would have been, except that I um, gave a key to that front door to like most every drug addict in West Hollywood. Because, I, you know what I mean, I was like nice and generous. And then, and then I had to entertain them and that would sometimes go like, you know, to like three or four in the morning and Henry hated it. And he would yell like at the top of his lungs, like shut up. And we would just laugh, you know. And, um, and they'd be like, your neighbor's such a dick. I'm like, I know. And so then he would slam doors and I'm like, he's so angry. And um, so this one night I am home alone doing cocaine like a you know super classy girl just home alone doing cocaine and I and I turn on a channel you should not turn on in those situations and I it's A&E and I'm watching A&E and there's this special called Neighbors Who Kill <laughs> and it's story after story about these seemingly normal people who just snap and murder always their next door neighbor and I'm sitting there and it was like, I was, I've never been one of those like WebMD people like, oh my God, I have a mole, it's cancer. But like, this was my version of that and I'm just watching and watching and watching and I'm, I become totally convinced that it's my last night on earth, that Henry, the, the, the yelling, door slamming neighbor is going to kill me. And so I call friends to say goodbye. Because <laughs> I figure I should. And they all like have various versions of like, why don't you just go to bed? Or like, <laughs> how much coke have you done? You know, like just totally fucking not sympathetic. And then I get a hold of the person who gets it. I get a hold of, um, I get a hold of, what did I call him? Now I can't even remember. Kevin, Kevin thank you. <sighs> Almost busted out with the same. Get a hold of Kevin and Yanni. And I tell Kevin and he goes, oh my God, you're gonna die. <laughs> We're gonna come save you. And so he's like, we'll be right there because he lived like three blocks away. So Kevin and Yanni come outside and they're like, Anna! like outside. I had two cats. I put them in cat carriers because I didn't want my cats murdered. That wouldn't be nice. And so I take my cat carriers and I go back to Kevin's and we stay up all night doing cocaine and discussing how, how much I'm in danger. And what am I gonna do? Like, I'm a disaster. I can't like fucking move. I don't have any money. And so we decide that the best thing to do is for me to call the police. <laughs> yeah, report that I have a dangerous neighbor. So I decide to do that that morning. I don't go to sleep. Still totally wired. I call the police. Word about that. Um, uh, I uh, live in Hollywood and we had break-ins. This is now. We had break-ins last year. And there was a man outside my window and I called the police and said, there's a man outside my window. And they were like, great, we'll be right there. And they never came. <laughs> so 
This was back in the t- 1990s. The LAPD gave a fuck about us, so they came. They showed up, these two cops. And they come in, and they're like, okay, what, what's your, what are you pointing at? I was like, I have this really um, violent and dangerous neighbor. I told them about the A&E special. I told them about the door slamming. I told them about the yelling. I didn't tell them why he was slamming doors or yelling, and still they were so unsympathetic. And I remember he, this guy, one of them wrote down, he's like, why don't you contact this neighborhood dispute center? <laughs> whatever and then the other guy told me to take a nap and um and so that is how that went and um more time passed is anyway and i end up end up getting sober and nobody is like more happy about that than henry and we become friends and i make amends to him and so this one morning we decide to go to santi alley random i was also there today super random but we go down to my car so it's sunday morning at like 8 a.m. and I had just gotten a new couch so my old couch was in the garage you know that thing where you're just like oh I'm gonna figure out what to do with it and that morning Sunday morning like 8 a.m. West Hollywood there is a naked man on the couch he game he looked gay and what was he did he did and what was amazing about it is there was this pillow and he had the pillow like and I don't know what his brain was telling him but it had something to do with we were completely intruding. Like, I, I think he thought he was in his home and that these awful people kind of would kind of get into a car in his home. I don't know what, he, but he was just incensed and angry. And he, it was great because he picked, he stood up and he threw the pillow and he ran away naked. And I laughed so hard because I was like, I knew the look on his face. I knew the indignation. I knew the insane story he was telling himself. And uh, Henry was so not amused. Thank you. That's it. 